Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And it's going to drive me nuts. What's that? There's like a term to describe when a word ceases to have meaning and just starts to sound like a sound to you. There is? Yeah. Like... Like, if you hear a word so many times, you know, you just start to think about it all of a sudden, you're like, why does that even sound like the thing anymore? It just sounds like random noises, and I've just never thought about that word or whatever. I mean, I do know the exact phenomenon you're talking about. I didn't know there was a yeah. word to describe that specifically. It's a term. It's two words. It's like a term. I'm just not coming up with what it is. Hmm. But I was just experiencing that, like, a couple of days ago, and I can't remember what that word was. Very interesting. It's such a weird thing. There's so many words you just don't think about. I would say agreed. Um, the word fidget. I was thinking about that this morning. Hmm. And I heard it enough times that I was like... That it lost all meaning. Yeah. Very cute. <laughs> Language is weird. It really is. Bestie, you have no idea how excited I was when I got home from work today and I was able to put on a light sweater. Oh, Yeah. <sighs> that time of year my season it begins i have a a collection of light jackets and i was like oh it's chilly outside i better select one oh absolutely excellent yeah i wore two different ones today each time i went out as (laughs) as is your god-given right honestly really excited i'm already starting i'm not i'm definitely a fall person rather than winter but i'm already eyeballing the winter coats like it's almost time to accessorize. I do love the fall and winter accessory game like nothing else. Yeah. Oh, it's my wonderful. I get to, once it gets cold enough, I can start wearing that scarf you made me again. <laughs> the incredibly long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes so nicely with my, like, nice, like, kind of, like, dark emerald wool winter jacket. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Um, but yes, Zach is on the road at the time we are recording this, so it's, uh, girls' night here at the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime I try to act excited about something, I just look like the extreme version of a white girl. Like, woohoo! <laughs> like, it, it doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> Such is life, unfortunately. Um... Mm. Do you want to try hitting your camera button one more time for me? Just because I would feel bad if this whole episode went and all the people see is just me talking to a window that's buffering. Sure, sure. Um, Thank you, bestie. Wax off. Wax on. Oh, there she is. Gorgeous. Hey. Hopefully she stays. I will try. 
I will try not to pretend to be buffering by not moving. <laughs> no, it was just doing like a little spinny. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so you could actually. Yes. So. Oh, then you Anything we'd like to we'd like to lead with, or would we like to simply dive in? Um, I think we could do some diving. I like it. I mm. found this one, this first one. Here, I gotta open it up because there's like. I did open the link and I saw the boat and I disagree with the boat. Okay. I didn't look beyond that though. I just saw the pole and kind of left it at that. That's valid. So the question is, I didn't actually look at the results because there weren't results when I saved it. The question is this. Would you rather fight an ostrich with a six-shot revolver or with a katana? So, like, the Japanese, like, samurai sword. Mm -hmm. And here's the, here's some, um, quoting the post here. To add some detail, the ostrich starts about one-fourth of a mile away, so you have some time to react. With the weapons, that's all you get. No extra bullets or nothing. Please explain why. I personally would choose the katana, not me, the person who made the post. Mm -hmm. I here's the thing I don't know how good of a shot I am but uh -huh. if I'm lucky and I take it out on the first shot while it's still far away from me then I don't have to deal with an angry ostrich like in my personal bubble mm -hmm. but sense. if I miss with all of yeah. them then I am yeah. in big trouble Hit it with the gun. Yeah, I'll just pistol whip an ostrich. Yeah, I can think of the phrase for a second. Pistol whip it, yeah. I feel as though the katana is more reliable. Mm -hmm. Especially if you um, are no marksman or markswoman. See? But again, if I could get lucky and handle this before it gets close to me. That'd be great. See, I, I would go Katana mm -hmm. because, uh, I mean, partially because of some of the things you already said, right? I have never fired a gun in my life unless you count, like, BB guns and paintball guns and stuff like that. And so I'm pretty sure I'm not going to hit it no matter how close it gets. Because <laughs> guns, they also have, like, the recoil. Yeah, you like, know? I've fired, like, an airsoft gun a couple times. And yeah. even the recoil on that... I wasn't yeah. particularly nuts about. Um, mm -hmm. If that makes me a marshmallow, guilty. <laughs> well, like guilty as charged. Like anything else, it takes practice, right? This is true. But yeah, so I'm pretty sure I wouldn't hit it, and I would just anger it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, and especially too, because I, I don't know that much about the ostrich anatomy, but like, I get the sense that those feathers are pretty like thick. Yeah, where, where should one aim to take down an ostrich? Yeah. And it does have that, like, center mass, but I feel like it would be hard to target because it's kind of like, um, what's the word? Kind of, like, angled, almost, you know? And so also, it's not what, like it, what is the, like, attack pattern of the ostrich? Like, I don't picture this animal running at me in a direct straight line like an enemy in a video game would. Oh, they do. I've seen videos of it. Oh, really? I mean, I know they're yeah, angry they birds. They headbutt people and stuff. They just run right at them and bonk. <laughs> or some more violent noise. I like it. 
Yeah. Okay, so then maybe but, I am leaning more towards revolver because if I like I get six chances, if I can line up once and it's just coming at me in a straight line, then I think I yeah. might be okay. I feel like with the katana though, like it's not as hard to target it because it's got that long. I mean, it seems like it'd be pretty easy. You know, I played softball growing up, just kind of like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it up and swing as hard as you can and especially because it's already running so it's like running directly at the blade and so that's true my one thing though is like i don't i mean i'd like to think in a situation where an angry ostrich is like coming at me out for blood like the my adrenaline would kick in enough and i wouldn't be quite as noodly and weak as i normally am yeah but like would i be able to on the first swing like do enough damage that this is no longer a threat to me. I don't think you'd have to, like, decapitate anything. I don't think I'd have to decapitate it, no, but, like, enough. Like, enough that it's not just gonna piss it off more. Yeah. I think no matter how hard you swing, it's gonna be enough damage that the ostrich just, the fight goes out of it. This is true, they do have very noodly necks. Very much so. Yeah, and so I feel like, um, and part of it's like a little bit of a control thing, too, because mm-hmm. like, the limitation on the bullets in the gun, maybe I hit it, maybe I don't, but just the thought that I could possibly be out of ammo. Yeah, that is does make me anxious. Right, the con- katana, if you miss the first time, you can get in maybe another whack or two in at close range. Seems safer? I guess so. I really do keep, this is a great question. <laughs> Thank yeah, it you is a little bit Reddit user careless underscore bedroom underscore 379. This is fantastic. This is exactly the kind of content we need here. I keep going back and forth because I'm like, if I can finish this at a distance, I want to, but then what if I run out of ammo? But also, I have six chances. Chances are, like, I'll at least do, like, I'll, you know, take out a leg or something, even if I'm a terrible shot. But what if I don't? But then, do I want it close to me? Do I want this angry ostrich, like, only a katana's length away from me? You know, you just said take out a leg. It never occurred to me to try to use the katana on the legs. Ooh. (gasps) That didn't occur to me either. I think those are probably easier to injure than the neck, because they're, like, even skinnier. Mm -hmm. And, you know hitting them, no matter how hard you hit them, is probably going to do some injury to the point where they can't stand up. This is true. They do have very delicate legs compared to their bodies. Weird animal. Very weird animal. Love them. But, like, from a, they're fun from a, They're fun in, like, you know, a zoo. Just because yeah. they're so funky looking. Like, I'm a huge fan of any funky looking animal. As, I love literally all animals. As evidenced by my absolute adoration of Borzois. Such strange-looking dogs. Love them with my whole heart. Yeah. I I need to pick a final answer here. I mean, I, I felt pretty strongly Katana from the beginning. I see arguments for both sides, but that was my gut reaction. But the, the votes on the Reddit post, 3.4 thousand said Revolver and only 2.3 thousand said Katana. So Revolver is like 1.1 thousand ahead. I feel as though a large portion of the demographic of Reddit 
would be people who perhaps have some experience with marksmanship or skeet shooting or hunting and would already mm-hmm. feel comfortable hitting a target. Maybe. So I feel like that might explain. I wonder, I'm wondering if you would get, you probably would get different, like, get it split differently if this poll were posted to, like, Twitter versus Instagram versus, like, TikTok or whatever. Oh. I think I am gonna have to agree with you and say Katana final answer. Yeah. It, it, it feels right. It feels, it feels more sport- reliable. It feels more sporting, too. Something about just shooting an animal from a distance, like, you know, it's not really fair. I mean, (laughs) it isn't, but the ostrich in this scenario does seem to be choosing violence. Well, yeah, but, and so are you. It's just, you get to choose the manner of the violence. You're correct, but I get the impression that the ostrich chose violence first. Yeah. But it's kind of like, um... But that, but that's also their nature, right? It's not like you can't really blame an animal for its nature. Sorry, I just noticed the first comment on this. Oh, I was waiting to bring that up. Can we? I was can we talk it. about? Yeah, I was responsive. waiting. Responsive power yeah. Reddit user powerfuse zero. On my first read, I thought the ostrich had the weapons. I was like revolver because surely it wouldn't know how to fire it. My answer remains revolver because I prefer my odds that way. Me too, buddy. Me but did too. you see the comment below it as well? I, uh, a Reddit user Quackerot. Oh. I love how this answer implies that ostriches know how to use katanas. Because <laughs> they only point out, it's like, oh, they couldn't really use a revolver. Finally, the katana, though. There's, a, there's like a children's animated series in there somewhere, an ostrich with a katana. I mean, I suppose an ostrich could maybe hold a katana in its beak, but it probably wasn't really capable of firing it. Well, it might be able to get one of those little talons in there to fire it, like, physically. Yeah, maybe. Do they- so what is the, like, do, do their wings- Like, there's nothing on there. They're not, like, or anything. Yeah, yeah no, okay, that was, that's what I was thinking. No, I think they're just, like, big fluffy wings, but then they got, like, the, the bird talons. So they could hold the gun in one talon. Well, they have to be sitting. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how this is working for. I don't see an ostrich um, really excelling at um, at hitting a target with a revolver. Yeah, probably not. But it's a great mental image. It really is. I'm a huge like. I'm a huge fan of it. And again, someone please make a cartoon about a um, about a group of ninja ostriches. Thank you. You know, this um, this line of thinking reminds me of that question about, like, if a snake held a knife, how I would it hold it? I have that question on the document saved <laughs> specifically for a very special guest oh, that will yes, hopefully be here in the future. Yes, wink, that would be awesome. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good thought. Fingers crossed. <laughs> It's like, it's that kind of question, right? Where it's it like, is. It definitely I is. I think it fits into a broad category, well, a broad category of animals holding human things or doing human things, but more specifically animals holding weapons. <laughs> that and like animals like wearing hats and pants yeah. and some animals yeah. ties, like neckties. Yeah. Yeah. Like the giraffe. Yes. 
That's another thing we can discuss later, but I don't have a picture on hand. We can make that into a a bigger segment at some point. I've got I've got a lot of feelings about animals and their use of human tools and I love it. That's a, <laughs> I love knowing that I have like a a good well of content I can draw from. Because I have this weird fear that I'm somehow gonna- that we're somehow gonna run out of questions. Like, we're gonna run out of things to talk about. And then the podcast will simply end. Because there's no more questions to be answered. There is no end to the simply meaningless and petty things that we hold strong opinions on. You stuck with us. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I was actually thinking just a random aside yesterday. I was like, man- we should do an entire episode just about the questions that Bridget and I have argued about, like in our personal lives. Because <laughs> yeah. that happens. There's a lot. There's, was, there's a lot of content there. I think it was inspired by the dishwasher thing that you sent me. <laughs> I don't know why you make your yeah. life harder on yeah. purpose. Not, not to get into it for the moment, and you know, kind of get off track. But you know, the question of whether dishwashers are worth it or not is the broad question to which i'm referring yeah but like we have plenty of examples like that where we <laughs> we get zach <laughs> when the next time zach's on here which should be next week we get zach to oh. weigh in on all the things that we personally have fought about and finally put an end to and, it yeah but we have to be sure not to tell him like who is who argues which side Right, we just present him the question. Okay, we'll yeah. Like we, that's a good idea. That's, either, be... that's either going to be next week or the week after. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, shall we move on? We shall. Sweet. Alright, so... Back into the realm of food questions. Always love a good food question. Um, which is better? Which do we think is superior? The hard taco or the soft taco? I love it because it's such a basic question, and yet. And yet. In the decision-making process. I mean, I am very much a soft taco person. I love the structural integrity of the soft taco. Oh, I thought you were going to say hard taco. Interesting. No, a hard taco, you take a single bite of that and it's in your hands. But the soft taco, like, it, it isn't very structured. It's it's soft. It can turn into, like, a soggy mess and stuff can fall out of it. I mean, um, I think you're encountering the stuff falling out problem with any form of taco. I think the safest, yeah. like, carb nest for your Tex-Mex is a burrito or a burrito bowl. Yeah, yeah, definitely anything that Where it's, like, fully fully, encapsulated. Yeah, fully encompasses. But if we're just talking, like, it has to be a form of taco. Yeah. (sighs) But, like, so I'm a big fan of shrimp tacos, just as an example. Okay, interesting. I haven't actually heard of that, but continue. Yeah, they have them at, like, various places. But they, um, you know, when I get them in a soft taco, they just do, like, the standard, here's the tortilla, we fold it in half, and we put the stuff into it. Mm-hmm. But there's something specifically about shrimp because they leave them as whole shrimp, so they stick up pretty high on top of everything else in it. Okay. And it is impossible to keep those suckers in there. The second you pick up that taco, they are out. 
But if it were a hard shell, that would not happen because it has like the height integrity. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get what you mean. My thing is with hard tacos, like, but like as soon as you take a bite, like the bottom of the shell cracks and you got things falling out. And if it's, this is like your standard, like, like, you know, like the taco kits one buys like the Ortega or whatever it is. Yeah, where, like, you have the taco shells and you, like, you know, you provide the ground beef or whatever. If it's just your standard, like, you know, kind of at-home, like, just, like, ground beef, like, cheese, lettuce, all that fun stuff, taco, you're losing a lot of the meat even through a small crack in the bottom of the taco shell. And, like, I'm not about that life. Mm -hmm. Although... I do really love hard taco shells because one of the things that I do is I mix, like, I'll take, like, the ground beef, cheese, lettuce, all the fun stuff. I, like, mix it up on my plate and then I use the, I, like, break the tortilla, the taco shell into, like, chips, essentially. And I just eat it like nachos. Like, I'll just use the, like, piece of taco shell as, like, a, a spoon, but the spoon is edible. But then at that point, isn't it, like, not a taco? See, I feel like it still counts as a taco because I don't think that breaking a taco gives you tortilla chips. Like, breaking a hard taco shell does not give you tortilla chips. Like, there is a difference in, like, texture and flavor from your standard bagged tortilla chip to a taco shell. I feel like they're largely the same. The same basic ingredients. I mean, you can have a, um, the, you know, you got the corn and all that. This is true. pretty much the same. I feel like once you break that up, it's like the entire point of a taco is that you have a tortilla that's full of stuff. Once you break up that tortilla and it's no longer full of the stuff, I feel like it becomes something else. I always just called it taco. Like when I do that, I call it taco salad. Yeah, which to me is like a separate thing. Interesting. Because it's, you know, it's a salad. It's not a taco. Taco is like a sandwich. (laughs) I I do not think a taco is not a sandwich, first of all. You, wait, you, is that a double negative? You do think it is or you don't? No, a taco is not a sandwich. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it kind of fits in that general category, though, of like, Food, con- um, food contained by carbs. Yeah. Essentially. Right? So I feel like when you take away that container part of it, it becomes something else. Because, I mean, most Mexican food are, you know, the way that we have it <laughs> here in the U.S. Yeah, the, like, I, you know, the, like, American, like, Tex-Mex. Yeah. It's the same basic stuff. You know, you have, like, your, your seasoned meats, whatever it might be. You have your lettuce, you have your tomato, you have your cheese, right? And it's just in different combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have these categories because that's the only way we can distinguish, like, the the bare differences between the versions. Okay. And I feel like you kind of cross one of those lines when you break up the shell into a different territory. Interesting. I never really thought about it that way. So then I suppose if if what I do with a hard taco shell isn't actually a taco, then I think I'm going to have to say soft tacos are better 
just because of the structural integrity. Yeah, I let me tell you, I did not anticipate defending the hard taco shell. Um, I did not think that I was going to be arguing on its behalf. <laughs> I am firmly 100% a soft taco person. <laughs> like, but as soon as you said soft taco too, I was like, well, I feel like I could defend the poor hard taco shell. I mean, no, like, there clearly there are uses for it. I'm out here using it as a spoon, and it's a lovely time. Yeah, I... I just I find I, it messy I, using them as intended. Yeah. I honestly kind of hate them. <laughs> I'm being honest. Because, like, they just don't taste as good to me. Because hard taco shells are typically corn, and soft taco shells are typically flour. Hmm. So there, there is very much a different taste to them, not just texture. This is true. I don't, I don't really like the corn taco shells. So I, yeah, and it's, you get to wrap it up nicely. I don't, this goes to like a larger issue I have with like overly crunchy foods. Mm -hmm. Like brownies, for example. I know some people love the edges of brownie pan because they get real crispy. Like my mom loves that. I absolutely hate it. When there's anything, when there's anything in a tray, I always want like the middle piece because I don't want any like crispy edges at all. I when I was a kid, I was very much like middle of the brownie pan is best. Mm -hmm. I love, I still love the middle. Love some freaking brownies either way, but mm -hmm. I have grown to appreciate the corner piece and the edge piece. Interesting. I don't know. I just, I think, especially if you get that nice edge piece where it's, like, not, like, crazy, like, not, like, burnt or anything or, like, really crispy on the outside, but just, like, a little crispier on the outside half and then the inside half that's, like, going towards the edge of the pan is, mm -hmm. like, still the, like, you know, soft, gooey goodness. I feel like you get a sort of best of both worlds situation there. I... I've never understood that. They make that thing, like, the edges only oh, yeah. brown. It's like, I, I teach their own. I'm glad people enjoy it. But Joe I Kelly. Just, Joe yeah. Kelly is an edge is an edge brownie man. He, he would very much appreciate that man. He continues to astound me with his food preferences. Because <laughs> the no, uh, the, no <laughs> frosting Pop-Tarts. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, feel like he ha for being as picky as he is, he also has some of the strangest food preferences, like, in my entire family. Mm. Which is just, like, continually funny to me. Yeah, I- I feel like it's- it's gotta 100% be soft tacos. That's- I feel very strongly about that. Okay, yeah. Again. Like- I- I very much have use for the hard taco shell. I enjoy them quite a bit. But using as intended, soft tacos. Yeah, well, and and that being said, that I'm a hundred percent soft taco person. If I'm offered a hard taco, there's no way I'm not eating it. Oh so. yeah, I mean, if someone's giving me oh, food, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now I realize, as I say that, it's meaningless because I don't think there's any food that I would turn down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I it's all... so funny that your video feed- oh no, I cursed it by saying the word video feed. What has happened? Um, yours has been doing the swirly a lot, which like, is yeah. fine, and I think it'll be really funny that when I edit this, I'm just gonna put a badly drawn MS Paint picture of you. Sure. 
<laughs> over the little buffering symbol. But it came okay. online for just a minute, and I was like, oh, how perfect. We're about to do the question, one of the questions that you came up with. And your video feed is now working again. But I said video feed, and it went away again. Oh, of course, of course, yeah, you jinxed it. I did, I'm sorry. You have angered the technology gods. I know, the podcast ghost is really angry tonight, I don't know what I did. <laughs> is the ghost mad that Zach isn't here? Maybe. The ghost enjoyed, I found enjoyed oh, the first respond. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so already I'm like, what would he have said about these? I know. Only two podcasts in with him, and I already have his perspective. Maybe that can, this, that can be, like, a bonus thing for the Patreon. We'll have Zach do, like, commentary on this one. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, okay, so if you want to try hitting your camera one more time, see if that makes it stay, we can go into the next question. Wax on. Oh, wait, off and then on. There you go. Okay. Would okay. you like to read this one since you um, contributed it, came up with it? Well, because this is one, um, believe it or not, I have discussed with colleagues, which is fun. Very fancy. Um, so the question is whether or not college professors should wear their academic regalia when they teach classes, right? Yes. Because, you know, I don't know the extent to which everyone's familiar with academic regalia, but it's pretty extreme mm -hmm. a lot of the time, right? Um, like the, the quick little uh, rundown of the way that it works, like, you know, you wear these robes with these giant puffy sleeves that have velvet stripes down them. Uh, four stripes each arm for a PhD. Oh, I'm sorry, three. Uh, four stripes is for presidents of colleges. Ooh, fancy. But, yeah. But then the robe is different colors depending on the school you graduated from. You get this, like, silk hood to wear with velvet lining that also varies in color. And then most of them have some kind of weird hat. I love a weird hat. Right? Yeah. And so, like, most of the time it ends up being, like, puffy sleeves, weird hats, and just, like, insane bright colors that clash i love it so that's what we end up with and for the most part we only wear our regalia at like graduation maybe like one other time per year mm -hmm. but it's kind of cool and we've actually again i've had this conversation with people that i work with like you know we have this stuff it's actually really expensive um i got mine when i graduated from my PhD program, and it was like a thousand something dollars. And that's in so, what year dollars? 2013, so eight years ago. Okay, I mean, like, that's not. I feel like inflation isn't insignificant. Yeah. Almost 10 right, years so... ago, so that's like in approximately 10 years ago dollars. Yeah. Right, so it's like, but you're, you're making an investment in this? It's like, should you wear it more often? And I think the world it, would be a more fun place if y'all did. Yeah. Well, and I thought this would be interesting to talk about because you were more recently a student. And so you can kind of think from that perspective, like, what would it have been like for your faculty to just show up in, in regalia? Honestly, that would have been really freaking fun. But also, <laughs> like, isn't that, like, what would happen at, like, 
you know, like, ye old universities where the entire point of a university was, like, you went and you studied, like, like, the only option, really, was that you went and you studied, like, like, Thucydides and Plato and, like, yeah. like, you know, like, the old, old university. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Like, what Oxford was, like, founded for. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's what they wore. Like, everyone had, like, some, like, kind of, like, robe thing. Mm -hmm. Like, indicating, like, level of, like, seniority or whatever. Yeah, that, that's I mean, like, they had a purpose other than just being, like, a fit, like, it originated as, like, something other than just, like, a fancy, gar like, garment that you wear to, like, an event. Yeah, I mean, and, and every part of it has significant meaning, mm -hmm. right? Like, and, like, the velvet stripes on the sleeves, um, the number of stripes tells you what degree that they have, right? And again, like, four stripes for a college or university president. Um, fancy, fancy. And the, yeah, and the hood colors are determined by your school that you graduated from, and they're determined by your field, right? So the velvet color will be different depending on your field, mm -hmm. right? So there's like all these different, like, little things that have meaning that have evolved over time. They came from somewhere. Yeah. Like, they actually they function. People would understand what those things meant, mm -hmm. um, which has largely gone away. I got a sweet hat. My my TAM is, like, is it an octagon? Ooh, spicy. I, yeah, I can't remember. I actually had it in my head that I was going to, uh, like, actually wear it on the cast. <laughs> but I forgot it. It's in my office on campus. Oh, no. I was like, why didn't you? Oh, no. Yeah, no. Rip. I didn't remember it like, five minutes ago. I was like, oh, man, I didn't get it. I keep it there because that's the only place I wear it. So. Okay, yeah, that's valid. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it would be more fun, yeah. honestly. And also, like... And it takes some pressure off, like, figuring out what to wear. Yeah. Like, you just wear, like, you know, you could wear, like, a t-shirt and leggings underneath it. Who cares? Yeah, doesn't matter what's underneath. No one will ever know. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. And and sometimes it makes me sad. I, I wear it two times a year. Graduation and then the new student convocation in the fall. So twice a year. And it kind of makes me sad. I, I miss it in between. Um... And I always enjoy the looks that I get when I'm wearing it. I love that for you. I don't think I would have that kind of confidence. Well, I mean, I guess if I had, like, gone through, like, a master's and a PhD program and, like, damn well earned that shit, I would feel, I would feel different, but... It's, it's just kind of funny, especially at the new student convocation, because, like, the reason you get the looks is because most of them haven't seen people wear that stuff. This is true. Right. Yeah, it's not something people wear in society. And even graduation, like, a lot of the parents and families and stuff, they're like, what? <laughs> Because, um, you know, my row, I graduated from Ohio State, is scarlet, like bright red, and it's got um, gray velvet panels with the Ohio State, like, seal on them, and then my hood has purple velvet and then scarlet and gray <laughs> silk. Like, so super like, witchy, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's something. It is something to behold. I, I have seen it. I'm a fan. Yeah. And Although so I, I didn't get... get real graduation, so I have only ever seen it hanging in your office. Yeah, well, I sent you that picture of me at the uh, You did, this is, this is very true. But I was also wearing a mask, so I was like, it was just a pair of eyes. Oh um, my god, yeah, and you were like, tell tell Grace that I actually was there. <laughs> I was like, got it! They made us sit up way in the stands, and we had to be at least six feet apart and skip every other, you know row in the bleachers and then be masked and everything so it was like i'm way up there oh yeah big sad very big very yeah. big sad 
but major downside to wearing it to class. Hot. So hot. Because those things are made out of polyester. Velvet and polyester will do that to you. Yeah, and that hood is actually surprisingly heavy. But also then uh, in winter, in the, like, not well-heated classrooms, cozy. Well, still not cozy, because, like, again, the hoods, because they're made out of, like, quite thick layers of silk and velvet, they pull, like, they essentially choke you from the front. Fun! Very cute. They come with, like, a little a little elastic thing that you're supposed to, like, wear a button-up shirt, and then you can hook it on one of the buttons, but mm-hmm. I don't wear a button-up, so that doesn't serve any function for me. So you're just, like, um, makes me think of that Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh, yeah. Little neck is, like, being choked by a really weak guy. Because <laughs> there's that constant pressure. So oh, when I wear it, I'm going it down. Um, so the heat is a problem. The other problem is how often you have to get it dry-cleaned. Oh, uh... Because the dry cleaning cost on those things is ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't looked. The last time I looked at the prices was like 2014. (laughs) I'm giving away that I have never had it dry cleaned because no. Um, You're wearing stuff under it. It's fine. Yeah, and only twice a year for like a couple of hours at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Even if you are always wearing stuff under it, just everyday, like that definitely, like everyday use, that definitely would change the yeah yeah but it was um back in 2014 it was over a hundred dollars to get it dry cleaned too much yeah yeah i was like yeah and that's uh eventually i'll get it done of course but no rush yeah and that would be made twice a year very much no rush yeah so that's why it's like one of those things like it'd be so fun and every once in a while we talk about just like picking a day where we'll all do it that would be fun that would be really awesome you should absolutely do that i think i would regret it 10 minutes into the first (laughs) but it's one it's one day though like you can be on slightly uncomfortable (laughs) it's like wearing like for me that would be like wearing like a cosplay that like looks really cool but it's kind of a pain in the ass to wear like, it's definitely worth it for walking around the convention for one day and having everyone be like, hey, that's cool. Primarily a heat thing. Because, especially this time of year, like, you know, the climate control in campus buildings is not good. Very inconsistent. Yeah. And, you know, so far this year, I've just been teaching in largely, like, you know, sleeveless shirts and dress pants. Um, and I've almost felt like passing out nearly every class that I've taught. Cute. Very um, cute. Partly because of the masks too. Like talking that much and your hot breath bouncing back at you for that long. You yeah, get like that's a bit much. Yeah. That is so- a bit much. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Unfortunately. I think they should declare, like, a national academic regalia day where everybody yes. who has it refers it to whatever job they have. Pick a day. And that applies not just to people with, like, graduate degrees, like, you know... If you have your cap and gown from like college or even high school, that's academic regalia. That'd be just... kind of, that, again, that would be super fun. This yeah. is a world I would like to live in. I mean, that that version of it would be maybe a little bit problematic because maybe the people that never got to graduate high school or didn't get to go to college, you know, just didn't have the opportunity. It might be a little bit, you know. But this is true, be... but if you're on a college camp, like if you're on a college campus specifically, yeah. Everyone's got to have something. Yeah. So I feel, yeah, I feel like, like perhaps it's a thing for, like, college campuses so people aren't being left out. Yeah. Yeah, just a fun idea. Everyone wearing a really uncomfortable, non-breathable polyester robes. I love it. I mean, again, I have never, I have not once worn my, um, Geneseo, um, cap and gown. Oh, you actually have it, though? I have it. It is in my possession. No. I have a co- I have a cord and everything. Mm. It has been sitting in my closet since I received it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't plan something for you all, like, this past year. Like, they said they were going to. I, I think they're just gonna forget about us, frankly. I'm I not happy about it, but that's looking like, like what it's gonna be. Genesio cap and gowns are really cool, though. I know. Like I was a fan. It, in my college, we just had to wear like generic black ones, even though our colors were purple and white. Oh, that is lame. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like they're not like like you know particularly intricate or anything, but they have like the fun like white panel plus college yeah. seal like. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, for for a college graduation gown, like I I've been in a bunch of college graduations. I've never seen ones that cool. God damn it! Now I'm even more disappointed. <laughs> when when I graduated high school, our colors were blue and white, and they made all the boys wore blue and all the girls wore white. That's okay. 
I went through, a, I went to a weird school that was K through eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the colors were, I think it was supposed to, our school colors, like our K through eight school colors were, um, blue and gold, but for some reason the, we had like an eighth grade graduation that they made like a big deal out of. Um, but for some reason the robes for that were blue and white and they did the same thing. Like it was white for girls, blue for the guys. And then I'm pretty sure it was the exact same thing when I was in high school too, because those colors were definitely blue and white. Hmm. So it's been a yeah. it's been just one blue and white school after another, um, with a slight variation in shades of blue. Hmm. See, they my old high school still does it because my niece just graduated from there this past spring, and I was at the graduation, so they're still doing it that way. But what used to make me so angry about it beyond the um, the expectation of a gender binary is because those gowns are relatively sheer, all the girls had to wear pure white dresses. That's such or, a pain. Like, yeah. And I, I still am like a little bit traumatized about regarding the number of hours that I had to spend trying to find white. And then you have to find white shoes too. Yeah, like if you're like if you're gonna do like if you're gonna have it be like that much of like a binary thing, like flip it. Cause all the guys are most likely gonna be wearing like, you know, very similar looking suits in a way that's not gonna like they're not gonna have like a bright pattern that's gonna stand out on under white fabric. Yeah. So I don't know. Hot take there. Yeah. And the girls all had to wear skirts and dresses, you couldn't wear pants. Like what year is this? That's some BS. <laughs> Yeah, but just you, like, in a lot of places, they just kind of let you wear whatever you feel like, you know, which leads to some very interesting combos. Um, One of the main things I do at graduation is look at people's shoe choices, because they're so varied, and I find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, thoughts. Just thoughts. Things to think about. (laughs) Things I might have noticed if I had a graduation. (laughs) Um, Okay, enough of me being bitter. I was gonna say, I feel like if um you find yourself on campus in my office, you can try on my regalia and and find out just how uncomfortable it is because it's a it's a special level. Okay, well, I mean, there's people at Geneseo that I would like to visit that I um am not actually like real life friends with, so I'll, I'm sure I'll wind up back there at some point. It's very heavy, and when I got it yeah, measured, because imagine they take like um a couple dozen measurements because it's made exactly to your specifications and um they asked me at the time they're like are you wearing heels and i'm like yeah because i wore heels to my, my graduation Ooh, mistake yeah so it's real long so then it'll be perfect length for me in sneakers <laughs> there you go yeah because <laughs> i wore were only like maybe two and a half two two and a half inches so they were huge which i think is something like that I have it in my closet still over there. Huh. Yeah. My feet were very angry by the end of that day. I That's a whole other story. I can't imagine. I haven't worn heels since high school. Hmm. Though, like, the last time I wore heels was for, like, a high school dance. Barack Obama was the speaker at my graduation while he was president, which is why there's, like, a whole story involved with it and why my feet hurt so much. We can we can come back to that. That could uh, that could yeah. be, that could be bonus content. Teasers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
anyway, shall we move <gasps> on? But yes, I definitely, I definitely want to hear this. And I, again, that was bonus content. That's that's some good. That sounds like a good story. Okay. It's so our last question is another one that I um, rather recently found on Reddit. So let me pull that up real quick just so I can get the details. I mean, do you want to read it? I am capable of reading, but you know, you're the boss. I mean, technically, yes, but I don't want to be that kind of boss where it's like, I do everything and no one else is allowed to do the fun stuff, so. I could go either way. All right, go as for it. As you know, I'm capable of decisions. Go for it, bestie. All right, so we got this question on Reddit. I was going to attempt to read the username, but... Uh, Reddit user... Abbreviation for clever username. Clever user... Clever dash username, <laughs> but with no vowels in it. There you go. That's an easy way to do it. Um, yeah, so the question is, as a 20 to 30-year-old, you're offered the chance to live rent-free in a retirement or nursing home with the caveat that you must make an effort to spend at least a few hours per day with the other residents, like, you know, sharing meals, hanging out, stuff like that. Would you take this opportunity and why or why not? Hell yes. Yeah. Rent free. <laughs> These people probably have some crazy cool stories to tell. And also, have yeah. you seen like the amenities that they have in some like nursing and retirement communities? They have, Absolutely. like, movie theaters and bowling alleys and, like, cool events. Absolutely. You know, and I was thinking about this earlier today, and I honestly, there, there are so few things in this world that I would do, would, would not do, in order to get food made for me every day. Right? Oh my like, god, that would be wonderful. I honestly feel like there are few worse things about being an adult, maybe nothing worse about being an adult, than thinking of what to feed yourself every day. It is the worst. Sometimes I'd be like, can I just opt out of eating? Can I just, I don't want to, that's how much I don't want to think about it. It's called having sleep for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are a few things I would not do in order to not have to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, oh I can just my god. Absolutely. Like, I can't see any downsides of this. I think the implied downside, right, like, that they would see is, like, you have to hang out with old people. And it's like, old people are people, man. And they got lives, and they yeah, got experience. Yeah, and they're, like, most, I mean, unless it's a bunch of, like, crusty-ass old Republicans that, like, don't want people yeah. to have rights. Um, old yeah. people, um, old people can be real cool. Yeah. It's like it's it's very ageist to assume that all old people are like people you don't want to hang with. Yeah, no. Some people are people at any age. Agreed. But yeah, no, like <laughs> the only downside I could see is like again, just crusty old Republicans. Yeah. But that's not everyone. Very much true, right? You get a mix of people everywhere. Yeah. So like this honestly, fantastic. Yeah. Now, there is one downside for me, and that is that those places typically have a certain smell. Okay. That I do, that very much bothers me. I don't know how much time you've 
spent in such places, but they often do. The I was very young when I remember like oh. visiting my Grammy in assisted living before she passed. So yeah, interesting memories of that. Yeah, I've been in a lot of them, and actually, um, up until a couple of years ago, my polling place here that I would vote at was this. Um, it's technically the senior center, but it had the same smell. Gotcha. It's like, um, and I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> you know, it, mothballs, I guess, would probably be the closest. Okay. That kind of thing, so. But also, I and, mean, like, rent-free, ton of amenities. Like, you don't have to do yard yeah. work or anything. Yeah. Like, ton of amenities, food made for you, scented candle. There's a way around the problem. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not saying it's a deal-breaker. It's but not that, a like, deal-breaker. The only downside, the main, well, the other downside, you probably can't have. I don't know, man. My mom's best friend from college, her mother lived in a very, like, a very, not like a nursing home, a very nice retirement community. She, like, essentially, like, she had, like, essentially an apartment. And this place had, like, a movie theater and, like, like, it was awesome. And she had a dog. Yeah, I mean... It really depends on the kind of facility that you're at. Because, like, there's a big difference between a retirement home and a nursing home. And they just kind of lump them together here. I feel like... Yeah, this is true. I feel like they are conflating retirement. I feel like it's more implied that it's a retirement home. Just from the way that the question is worded. Like hanging out like i feel yeah. like that's more of a thing that happens in like a retirement community well and i think there's a difference between a retirement home and a retirement community because the community it's like where you have sort of like almost separate like living spaces where you know they might even be like townhouses and things like that where with separate entrances to the outside and retirement homes it's it's much more like a nursing home in the sense of being just like individual rooms and yeah, the place the... that I'm thinking of, which was um, where my, my mom's best friend, where her mother lived, mm-hmm. like, it had, like, a sort of both thing going on. Yeah. Like, there were some kind of, like, townhousey type looking buildings that I saw, but there was also just, like, a place that had, like, little, like, one-bedroom apartment type deal. Yeah, but I think um, you kind of need something that's a little more stone or that like opens to the has its own door to the outside. This is true. Otherwise, that they would allow you to have. I don't know, maybe like fish or something. I mean, I'm assuming. I'm just kind of assuming my best case scenario here, but. I mean, I I did spend a lot of time in in nursing homes and uh, yeah, hospice. I guess and stuff over my lifetime so um, I tend to have a very specific and I used to vote in a nursing home when I lived in Columbus Ohio as well now that I think about it huh interesting yeah kind of forgot about that I haven't lived there in like eight years but yeah I mean so there there is a wide variety in them so it really just depends on what kind you're envisioning I guess you know pick the one that makes the most sense to you and I guess go off of that but definitely if it's like pure nursing home there are more downsides to that there's definitely more downsides in my mind i'm thinking like just sort of like retire like 
retirement house slash like home slash community yeah and like yeah that's a vibe frankly that's a whole ass vibe yeah if it's just a place where you're like living independently but they just happen to like do all your maintenance and make all your food and play yeah, activity and, like, all your neighbors just happen to be seniors not a yeah. problem yeah no frankly i, I will be having know. a great time listening to like 50s 60s 70s music with a bunch of old people I will go to the community room and we will play the hell out some checkers. Like you can knit and I can cross yeah. stitch. It'll be great. We'll have an oh, yeah. actual like, like I can't think of a word that means both cross stitch slash embroidery and knitting slash crochet. Crafting community. Yeah, we'll have an actual like old lady crafting circle. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I can I mean, introduce I... them to some new music. Oh, I was already doing podcasts and stuff. It'll be we great. Can... We'll have a fantastic time. Yeah. 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 Man, I'm getting older. This isn't a thing that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure, like, old people want this. I'm already, like, planning in my head. It's like, so what should, which day should we do it? <laughs> like, I'm sure this would be, like, a genuinely good thing. Like... I've always thought that there should be a program um, where kids who are, like, kids who have their permit that are learning to drive can um, drive, like, senior citizens around to, like, do their grocery shopping or whatever as, like, practice for the road test. And also, like, you know, older people who can't really drive anymore can still, like, get around. Yeah. And you would have a licensed person in the car. Yeah. I don't know. That was, yeah. that was a cool thing I thought of. Yeah, it is a nice thought, but I think it might vary by state. Yeah, and I'm sure there would be tons of, like, but, logistical, yeah. like, yeah. difficulties. But I was like, that might not be a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, I think in some states they have, like, it has to be your parent and they have to log your the hours you drive and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That I, I think don't know. that would be it's been quite a few years since I got my license, but that was that was my recollection. Yeah, so it'd be tricky, but the the principle is nice. Thank you, I tried. Like, but yeah, like, and I feel like the same not... thing could be like super beneficial. Like, I'm sure that like there, are, like you know, I know there are plenty of people that are kind of like stuck in their ways. And it's like oh, I was better back in my day, but like, there's also tons of seniors who like don't want to be cut off from like, you know, new stuff that's happening. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, people like that would love to have, like, a younger person hanging around in their community be like, hey, here's something you could check out. Here's this band that takes a lot of inspiration from, like, Queen and Led Zeppelin. I think you might like their music and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I, I can mean, imagine that there are people in those places that are like, man, I'm surrounded by all these old folks who don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that just want to go back to the way things were and yeah. don't care culture yeah yeah like i'm sure there's plenty of seniors out there who would love to have like even just someone like visiting and kind of helping keep things a little more current yeah yeah i mean because it we have these stereotypes of what those places are like and it's like maybe they don't want to be that way yeah but nobody takes the time to you know go there and talk to them and make the effort yeah i think that yeah, no, the answer to this question is a is a resounding yes. But also, it makes me, like, they should have a version of this 
for non-elderly people. There really isn't. Like a place where you can like rent a, a, a space that you can live in where they also plan activities and make you food. Like that's the college experience minus the classes essentially. Because I would love that. I miss having a campus dining hall so much. I I can't literally can't think of anything. I don't like think unless you're like traveling and staying in like uh like a hostel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Why doesn't plenty. this exist? I don't know. It should. Like, the sheer enthusiasm that we have for, you know, living in a retirement home suggests that there is a market for it. Like, absolutely. Like, it was so easy to have friends and have a social life yeah. when I was in college. Like, and I know, yeah. like, the whole, like, pandemic thing and, like, not, and, like, still, like, working in my hometown as opposed to, like, a new place where I can just, like, hang, like, you know, invite people over to my house. But, like, it was so easy to maintain a social life when mm -hmm. most of your friends were, like, across, you know, across a parking lot at the furthest. And you were surrounded by people your own age as well? Yeah. I hardly ever cross come across people my own age anymore. Yeah, like, all and the people, I, and, like, I like my, like, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I like my job. My job's pretty fun. I work with a bunch of dads and grandpas, and it's super cool, but also... Yeah. Different types. Different types of friends. Different types yeah. of company. Yeah, and it's... I, it's almost like it would be cool to have something like that that's sort of like communal living mm -hmm. in the sense you all live in the same location with your individual like living spaces yeah but you know as part of a community where you all come together maybe you have like a community space where you do events together and come together and all that uh except that unlike a commune you're not like making your own food and stuff you just have like a kitchen and stuff that makes it yeah right so it's similar in that you're building this community that all live together and socialize together mm -hmm. but you, then you have people that are making the food for you and doing the maintenance and all that stuff. Yeah, no, um, I, I want this. Yeah. I want that. It sounds lovely. I think maybe one of the reasons it doesn't exist is that it might end up being cost prohibitive. You know, because, like, if it you're It all comes back to capitalism. <laughs> yeah, because I can't imagine what they would charge, you know, knowing what I pay in rent already like how much they would add on to that to not only for the food cost of the food itself, but the cost of making the food and all that. And then the cost of maintaining like the dining area and, and yeah. So I imagine it would be super expensive. Again, I've, I firmly believe that every, almost every problem in our society can be traced back to capitalism, but that's a whole different podcast. That is accurate. Um, that is our last question, and we are coming up yeah. on, actually, right on an hour, so that's cool. I have been monitoring it and trying to make sure we stuck to about 15 minutes per question. Oh, and we were you really? really? Yeah. Nicely done. To <laughs> what extent I actually helped steer it, but that was, like, what I had in my head was as a goal. And if we weren't quite hitting 15 minutes yet, I would say another thing. I love it. 
I so see. I just kind of let things happen, and it's been working so far. Well, the reason I was doing it is was because um, the episode was that like three weeks ago where we did the meme review. Yes, and I just kept talking about all the memes, and then I saw the episode, and I was like, "How long?" Was <laughs> that always had that. The two times that I got. Um... I say the Meredith's, Tim was, only Tim was there the first time, but the two times that the Meredith's were here, we just, like, we're, every single person in that episode was, a, like, in both of those episodes, was just a very rambly type of person. Yeah. And that was the first, like, if, was not concise, is what it was. We had a great time, and those have been two of our most, like, most viewed episodes which is fantastic and i'm so glad that oh, yeah. people like like them and watch them but also i was just like oops didn't mean for that to be three hours yeah yeah and that's the thing is like if you don't pay attention you totally lose track of time if you're like real excited about something this is true but also if the people like it who am i to deny them three hours of our funny little rambles yeah i i mean to be clear I pretty much will never run out of things to say about a topic. Fantastic. That's what we love there to see here. Always be, there will always be more. I have many arguments that I did not bring up today. Great. So Keep I writing like them I down. It's so yeah. nice that I, that I like, open the document these days and, like, there's more than just what I put there yesterday. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm always thinking of stuff and then forgetting about it immediately, but I gotta I start keeping a already, note on my- Like, I'm already a person who carries a notebook because that was a habit instilled into me, um, in a, um, first semester at Geneseo, actually, creative writing class, where we, like, had to turn in, like, a, like, you know, kind of just creative writing notebook as part of our grade, and it just stuck with me. Yeah. So now I, I don't think I know how to but... Have, like, just a little notebook where I, like, you know, write down, like, funny little things I think of sometimes. Oh, that can be handy. I, I mean, I've seen a notebook. I don't know why I'm pretending like I don't know this is a thing you do. I guess more for the benefit of the listeners. <laughs> this sometimes is what we I, call acting. Yeah, sometimes I start to say, like, why are you telling me this? I, oh, right, we're recording. Because <laughs> not everyone knows. Yeah. I'm like, I'm well aware you used to write down things that I said in class in it. I know. Sometimes I look back through okay. it and I'm like, hey, hey. Nice. I remember I took a couple pictures the at the end of the one class. I don't know. There's somewhere in my files a couple of things you wrote down that I said. And I was That's like, it. I didn't say that. <laughs> yes, you did. I also love that oh. one episode. I think it was the one where you were here with Emily. Or it might have been the first one where you were here with Matt with Maddie. Either way. You were like making fun of me for like saying like some kind of like weird turn of phrase and you were like, Oh, I like I think those things, but I keep them to myself. I was like, no, you don't. I've been to your house. The number of times I've actually been in the classroom and then said a thing and then said, did I actually just say that out loud? I do distinctly <laughs> remember you said cool beans in class one time and then said, you know, I keep telling myself I'm going to stop saying cool beans and then I never do. And that was a thing I wrote down. I'm pretty sure I just said that last week but about funsies <laughs> did i start you on that because i say funsies a lot no it's from oh there was like some tv show where they said it 
and it just like stuck in my head. Sometimes that happens. Like I'll even hear something once and then all of a sudden I start saying it and then I can't remember where it came from. Oh my God. You know, it's been stuck in my head because I heard it as a, like it's from a show I don't even watch. You watch um, What We Do in the Shadows, correct? Yeah. Which, love the movie. We'll get around to the show at some point. But this thing came, this audio came up on my, like, TikTok for you page. And it was a scene where the guy's like, some guy's like, I drank the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs. And now I'm a wizard. And that's just been on a loop in my head ever since. Oh, man, I was going to text you the other day that the latest episode of the show, they played, like, a few, it was just, like, a few second video clip but they had an actor that was playing Aleister Crowley and he said like the, the main tenet of Thelema, right? Which is do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. And he actually said it. And that was like the whole video, just him saying that. Nice. But I was really excited. I was like, Thelema, <laughs> you know, we, we can't make it a whole week without me referencing last podcast on the left. But no, I think that's illegal for us at this point. <laughs> because Speaking of phrases, like, I listened to an, one of the older episodes the other day, and there's been a phrase that's been stuck in my head ever since. I don't know if you've listened to the, it's one of the- I'm up to, like, classes. 76. Um, you might be getting close. Like, it was somewhere maybe in the early 80s. Wonderful. But it was a creepy pop episode, and that's actually the title of the episode, which is, um, Then Who Was Phone? Then I listened to that this morning. Then Who just, Was Phone? No. Because they were doing the ridiculous creepypastas on that one. You know what one I wish they did, but they didn't? And I don't know if you, like, I don't know if you know this one. But it's the one that ends with, then, man door hand hook car door hand. Oh, don't think I've listened to that one. Uh, It's just, like, I'll send you a screenshot of the text of that one because it kills me. And I'll put a link to that one in here. So There's some good stuff. And also just like the fact that it's October or like it's getting close to October. We've mm-hmm. established that I love spooky season. I'm just I'm having such a great time already. Yeah. Like listening to a ton of last podcast. I, I told you this already, but I binged over the garden wall for the first time and a- absolutely transcendent experience. I will be watching that no less than three more times before the fall ends. I'm just I'm already having having a wonderful spooky season. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I had to warn you about the then who was phone thing because I just keep feeling the urge to like shout at people when something doesn't make sense. But also I've like I've seen that creepypasta as a meme like yeah. well before listening to that particular uh, episode so like we're good. I don't pay attention to creepypastas in general but, but yeah. I've read uh, like like I'll google like best creepypastas all time. And, like, some of them are, like, genuinely great, like, short, like, horror short stories. Yeah. Like, some of them are super prime. Um, but yeah, okay. I think that's, I think that's gonna bring us to the end for, for this week. Yeah. Um, okay. Alright. Things, 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 things. I'm trying to think of anything relevant that I don't already say, like, in the end credits. Everyone should get their flu shot. Yes, everyone, get a flu shot. And um, get vaccinated if you haven't already. Vaccines, important, save lives. Yep. Are safe. All good things. Science. (laughs) That was a thing I actually thought of, because I know you always ask, like, you know, closing thoughts or whatever, and I was like, that's my closing thought. Hell yeah. 
all the vaccines get a flu shot recommended correct yeah. it's out now and i so i just got my first flu clinic uh, flu shot clinic on campus i got mine yesterday yes um i'm getting mine that's uh sometime in october i know my work has like a walk-in type deal of one nice. weekend or something so we'll be doing that but yes get a flu nice. shot yeah. and um check out our patreon we will be adding more content very soon i'm just getting things set up so there's only gonna be by the time you listen to this i think there's gonna be one or two things on there but there should be a large influx of content at some point within the next month or two so check out our patreon subscribe if you would like and have the means we would be so insanely appreciative oh my god That'd be amazing. If if I ever even like in the entire course of this podcast, if I ever like manage to make back the eight bucks that I contribute to the like to our distributor subscription, my mind would be blown. Like I would be so happy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the single goal I'm setting for the podcast for the rest of this year. Good to have goals. Maybe like seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will see you all again next week, and Zach should be joining us once again, kind of round out the discussion. Yeah, I, I do believe I do believe that's it. That's it for this one. <laughs> now I have to go open it. MS Paint and draw a really bad version of you to edit into this episode. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. <laughs> This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at AndSarahSet. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. And join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.